Hey everybody, welcome back to So You Want to Be in Ministry. I'm Tim, and here we are all about educating you if you're thinking about jumping into ministry, equipping you if you're already in, and then encouraging you if you're thinking about jumping out and you have not reached the finish line that God put in front of you. And I also want to add that fourth one in. We also want to empower you if you're showing up and uh, you're just like, how do I help my, my church staff? How do I encourage them? How do I do these things? We want to empower you to be able to to be that person that gets, that is there to support your church staff to get them to the finish line that God put in front of them. And today we are talking to Joel Fulkerson. Uh, he's been a friend of mine for a very long time. Uh, we actually met each other as teenagers at camp. We both worked at a summer camp together. Uh, we just, God knit our hearts together really early. We had a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, causing problems at camp and also just like having fun. We had a lot of fun. Sometimes it really enhanced the experience and sometimes it probably caused a little bit of problems, but uh, it was so much fun serving with him. It's been fun to see where God's taken him. And he is a cartoonist. So he, he does illustrations. He does graphic design. He does cartooning. He does all kinds of things. Uh, and he, God has used him in a lot of different ways that we're going to actually hear about today. But what I want you to catch kind of as we get into that second half of this uh, interview, he really talks about some tough times that he walked through with uh, within a parachurch organization that had to downsize because of COVID and different things. And, and so he really gives us insight into how God brought him through all of that and how he stayed focused even when uh, he wasn't, uh, he didn't feel like he was at the finish line, but someone else had to let him know that he was and uh, he had to move on and just keep serving God within the midst of it. And he does a phenomenal job talking about that. So make sure you stay for that second half part of that. Uh, but without further ado, here's Joel. Well, hey, Joel, glad to have you on the podcast today. Um, dude, it's been great knowing you throughout my life. We met, dude, has it been like, I don't know, 30-ish years ago? <laughs> yeah, I can't believe how long it's been. Yeah. It's been, uh, when I was trying to think back on uh, our camp days, and I was like, it's really been that long. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like just, a whole lifetime just, or two. <laughs> yeah, two punk teenagers parkouring around on camp benches. <laughs> and, yep. uh, oh yeah right <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> I know. so true we were doing that long before the office did it <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> cool man well it's good to have you here excited to talk about this aspect of ministry because it's it's more on the creative side it's more on the uh like behind the scenes side and so I, i'm glad to have you on uh why don't you just tell us how did you get into cartooning and drawing and sketching and doing that aspect of church ministry. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it kind of goes all the way back to when I was a kid, like uh, I was drawing, I was really into the Ninja Turtles, ah. you know, and uh, back in the day, and uh, I showed I, it to my dad. I should, new I should, new movie. Yeah. I mean, new movie now. It's not even back in the day. It's still current. Like, I know. Then, yeah. you know, my son and I went to go see it. Okay. Um, and I showed this picture to my dad and he's like, wow, you got quite a gift there, son. And I was like, I never even thought to myself that I could be an artist. And uh, so I ended up kind of carrying that through my life and all the way up until high school and um, went to a really small high school. We didn't have a whole lot of like programming and stuff for, for art, except for just like a, a mainline art class. 
um, it wasn't until then where I was introduced to the idea of like, hey, you could probably be an artist for a living. And I was like, well, all I've ever heard was like starving artists, you know, like <laughs> yeah. if you want to be an artist, you have to live in a box, you know, in a in an alley or something. Um, I didn't know anything about it. This kid from the small town, you know, 500 people. And, and uh, so I ended up not wanting to do that for a living. And I really wanted to be a youth pastor. I okay. actually was like, I was like, uh, you know, I, I think feel like, I feel like God is calling me maybe to do this. And so I ended up going to uh, visit uh, Judson University and I was thinking I had some family, uh, extended family members that had gone there. I was like, well, I'll check that out. You know, we'll, we'll check out all, all of that and check out their youth ministry program. And uh, maybe I can get an art scholarship while I'm at it. And so I ended up going there and uh, I was interviewing with the chairman of the art department and he was looking at my portfolio from high school and he's like, well, I think you're pretty good. And, you know, I think we could offer you this much for, um, he kind of slipped a piece of paper in front of me. He says, if you sign here, you're in the art program. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, I guess we're doing this. So <laughs> it's real. My, yeah. My mom ended up, she was there with me and, but she ended up having to leave the room. And so it was just me and him and I had to make the decision. So, <laughs> and so like right there. And I think he was kind of put me on the spot. So I, signed the dot the dotted line and I was in the art program and right. uh, I kind of thought to myself I get to draw every day for class I mean that's pretty exciting <laughs> you know and uh, it really did um, uh, accelerate my uh, cartooning skills but it was mainly graphic design so it was, okay. that's that's what it was so I didn't go to school necessarily for illustration work or anything like that it was I did a little bit of that so fast forward, I remember where I was standing in uh, at college thinking, I really like to illustrate storybooks. I mean, I'd really love to do that. And I really don't, and I'm looking at like, I just spent my last four years learning how to be a graphic designer and not an illustrator. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know how this is gonna work. So, and then um, ended up graduating and I just didn't kind of know what to do. and. My dad, again, um, you know, he was looking up uh, different places to work. And at the time, I, I worked pretty close to the Alana Club's international headquarters. And I had no idea that it was even there. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I grew up in Alana. Yeah. I, you know, I, I was through a cubby through part of varsity. You know, no, like I, no. I went through the whole thing. My whole family did. And. And I thought that part of my life was in the past. And I was like, oh, wow, I, I had no idea they had this international headquarters in Streamwood, Illinois. And so uh, he showed me the uh, uh, job description. I was like, I think I could, I think I, I'm going to go for it. And then I ended up getting uh, interviewed and I got the job. And uh, so fast forward 16 years, I was there <laughs> for uh, quite a long time and got to do uh it's just amazing how God works because he's like, God doesn't just take you on this like little like straight trajectory. He's sort of like, it's sort of like a kind of does this kind of thing. It does. He's like, it's sort of like, it's never a dull moment with, with God. And he's always taking you uh, different places. And I just, I never forget um, when I got to do my first storybook there, 
Mm -hmm. And because I started as a graphic designer in the creative services department and um, there was opportunities to do illustration uh, here and there because they had a full-time illustrators at the time. They had two full-time illustrators and I'm like, all right, well, maybe I can learn from them. And and so I learned a little bit from them and uh, as things changed, they were going to update Sparks, their Sparks curriculum, which at the time had not been touched since I was there. But since I was at Sparky, I mean, they're still selling the same handbooks and, yep. and everything. Nothing has, nothing has changed. And uh, I was like, wow, this is cool. You know, so this is, it was this big old open world of ideas. And um, as a parachurch, you know, like company, like they don't have money coming out the wall, you know, the, yeah. yeah, you know, the rafters or anything. So they're like, uh, we should probably keep this illustration in house. And so we had a art director and, uh, and a designer that concepted and worked on Sparks. And uh, I had sort of initiated, well, let me try uh, redesigning Sparky. Because Sparky had been the same way for since the 1970s. Yeah. And, uh, by Nora Whiteside, she was, I actually got to meet her one day. She came in, I think she was in her 80s or 90s. And I got to meet her. And it's like, Nora, thank you so much for all you did. You know, we feel like you passed the torch to us and we're doing the best we can. And it was pretty cool. But uh, so I re got to redo Sparky. And that was the most exciting thing on the planet to do was uh, kind of make Sparky new and and original and uh, kind of current for that generation. And, And so they kind of passed the torch to me to do all the illustration work. And so... I did probably for a good three years straight, nonstop, was illustrating Sparks. And I had really no background so much because before that, we did some kind of uh, 3D animated. Uh, that wasn't really a show, but it was sort of supposed to be a devotional thing. Okay. And we had hired some like uh, artists that used to work at Big Idea. For, okay. like mm-hmm. the, the veggie tales at yep. the time and uh even then i think they were they were in transition as well but some of the artists that used to work there we i had the privilege of like learning from uh-huh. and asking them like how do you do color color is very hard and so yeah. it's not something that you can just run out there and do and uh so i got to learn from some good people and was able to integrate that into the, the books and everything and then um, we eventually learned that they were wanting to do storybooks. And so we asked if we could, you know, even though in the middle of doing, I think it was Hang Glider, the first book in Sparks at the time, uh, asked, you know, I heard that the CEO at the time wanted to do Sparky storybooks. And I said, can we please illustrate those for you? So I think that would be awesome. And like, oh, yeah, sure. We'd love they were thinking about hiring her out <laughs> to someone else. I'm like, hey, well, we can do it. You know, yeah. we're in the middle of doing Sparks. I'm right so. here. <laughs> so he, he uh, so the CEO at the time uh, wrote these books and it was Sparky Shines His Light, I think was the first book. And that was my first storybook I ever got to work on. And nice. I put my heart and soul into it. Yeah. Absolutely put my heart and soul into that, the art of that book. And we had uh, another illustrator also kind of, pitch in on that project and and then there's there was about five four or five books or five i think about five books in the series so i 
at the point, um, they, they're like, we don't want you illustrating anymore on these. <laughs> like, you have other things to do. And so I'm like, all right. And so I ended up doing like a lot of the drawing work, but not the painting part. So okay. some of the other books, I, I have a dual credit on there, but, and because uh, we, the paint, we had hired painters that were comparable. We're, we're better than me <laughs> for sure so but uh this is kind of a cool experience to kind of be standing at like not even knowing where to go uh to school to going to school and standing there thinking i want to do storybooks and then god just sort of like all right here you go <laughs> I, just, I never in a million years thought i'd be doing that you yeah know? i mean like god has a way of just sort of taking he must have put that desire in my heart you know and then he says i have a pathway for you and yeah and then fast forward a few years after sparks they're wanting to redo the truth and training curriculum yeah. and uh so i had created this uh well we had this product uh it was a trading card product okay and it was it was the sales were going down on it <clears throat> excuse me and I thought, well, it'd be awesome if it was a game. Let's make this a game. And so I remember standing there going like, I'm going to make the trading card game. <laughs> and so I did. And so it took a couple of years, but it wasn't like full time because we had other things to do. So I'd work on it like Fridays or something. And uh, we had hired a, a game designer and we did a bunch of research. That was fun. And um, just figured out how to make this game and so i created like i took the red blue green yellow okay. and made them into like uh factions basically <laughs> and, like you would see in some like trading card games yeah and so red blue green yellow and they all had their own different personalities and they all had their own different characters and we put that all into the trading card game well it we got the game almost all the way to completion and then it got canceled like mm. they, could, they couldn't they didn't want to produce it which that happens all the time everywhere yeah. you know yeah. video games always get canceled I so yeah. i kind of had to that was a hard pill to swallow but i was like all right i get it you know maybe it wasn't the right thing for the company and uh, but we had gotten it all the way up until play testing on, at churches we were sending out packs and all this stuff for play testing and we had play testing play testing play testing being done already so it was to the point where it just needed to be finished and uh that's what plenty got canceled and so so we were going to do the the reason why i bring that up is because we were going to do the handbooks and we had created this field test product and the field test product had these like the characters that i created were like well let's just take all the characters out and the story out of the trading card game and put it into the books and in the field test they're like there's no story for these characters. Like, who are these people? <laughs> and we're like, well, let's try something we've never done before. And let's like illustrate a story in here. Yeah. And so I, it was about, I wouldn't say it was like a full graphic novel. Maybe it was maybe like a three quarters of one. And so I had done a lot of like story, like reading about story and uh, read a lot of books and, attended seminars all that stuff to like i was just really excited about writing a story like and I, I was already doing that and then this came along and they're like sweet i get to write a, a script on that yeah man that's and awesome so, so grace and action came along because our whole thread of of the books was grace like okay 
and seeing that from different lenses from different perspectives and so we ended up i ended up writing grace in action and uh, pitching that to the team going lord we were being in the, the library going lord please let this work <laughs> i mean like we did not so what had happened was we created this whole field test product we had got a new boss and we scrapped the entire thing like the whole entire uh art and design and we only had like six months left in production and we were just like we don't want to do this anymore <laughs> and that's like we should do this like we really need a narrative in there that sort of tied it all together and so um and so that's what we did i remember so i sat there and pitched them the idea and they're like this is great like let's go for it i'm like all right so here we go i have to figure out how to illustrate a story in specific sections of the handbook because it wasn't just a hey let's just make this a 96 random page book you know based on the story it's like i had to fit a story in a set amount of pages yeah and so which was a challenge but it worked it worked out well actually how did you how did you develop the characters then because you almost developed the characters before you had the story is how it seems yeah okay how did you develop those characters so like because so in the game it doesn't seem like they knew who they were there was a great explanation but you developing them probably had an idea of who they were so how did you make all that work? Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good question. So in the game, there was sort of a, a narrative, like a, uh -huh. a like a higher narrative of these teenage kids using their... I didn't want anything magical. I didn't yeah. want anything like yeah. supernatural. I just okay. wanted their, their natural abilities to come out Okay. In, in, in all of that. And so in, what, in the game, it came out in the cards. And okay. so we had different story elements on the cards and like problems for them to solve and they were like crazy sort of it was, i had a play tester tell me one time this is very saturday morning cartoon and he didn't mean that in a negative way he's like this yeah. was cool like if, if i could go back in the 80s or 90s and uh you know this was totally saturday morning cartoon you know yeah. like uh the gi joe like okay make yeah. make sure you you know leave the window open when you use spare spray paint or whatever you know all of those things like it was so it was so positive and so like yeah uh, in that direction that it's it's very different from a lot of games today where everything's dark and gritty and everything yep. has to be like super dark and everything yeah dystopian so, right <laughs> yeah. so so there were like elements of narrative there okay so uh, the story <laughs> itself because it has act one act two climax and the resolution so I took the ideas from there, from the the game, and then put them into that storyline. Yeah. And it made the sort of, it's sort of like a zipper almost. Like it just everything made sense after that. Okay. All the graphic design would make sense. All of the, uh, this, all of that just all fit together at that point. And so, so, yeah. So this, yeah. this game and storyline and everything, uh, you, how long did you work on all that then? It seems like years is how it's sounding. Yeah, from play, from field testing and gathering um, information from the churches, because we did a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, we did a lot of asking churches 
about things. Um, so from that period to getting the final book was about four and a half, five years okay. of straight production. So yeah, it was, it was, uh, cause we only could do just well, one book a year. Um, and so it was sort of like the, and the organization was changing. Yeah. Uh, at a rapid level as well. So did, like, yeah. Did they approve the books you were making and just not the game? Yes. Okay. Cause yeah. I was sitting there like yeah. five, five years and everything just is like, nah, we're not going to use it. I'd be like, Oh my word. Yeah. The game itself, um, the production the getting it to where we had it, had it at that point was about three years, but it wasn't like a full time okay. three years thing. Cause I had other things I was working on. Um, at the time we were at, in between uh, Sparks and TNT, we were focused a lot on like tactical things like products and, and all of that. So <clears throat> like sports stacking and yeah. all of these things. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's kind of how that worked in, in the meantime. All right. What, uh, so I think the feedback from the church is an, is an interesting aspect because even in, whether it's parachurch or church world, sometimes we don't have great ways to get feedback loops. So how did you create the feedback loops? What kind of questions were you asking to get accurate information? What did that look like? Yeah, so we had uh, focus groups that we developed in the beginning. Uh, we had a TNT focus group, uh, Sparks focus group. Um, so it was churches from all over the, the United States okay. and from different demographics different things um we didn't always go to them for like permission for things but we were asking them for like feedback on um just a direction in general because okay. for me my passion for tnt was i wanted to get more bible to the kids you know? okay um i wanted to I, when they memorize verses like we didn't want them to like in the old tnt books or the old really old books is like this is how you tie your shoes and this is how you like you know you know, whittle wood or whatever it was you know um like it was a very boy scouts kind of centered thing well i yeah. wanted we i wanted to be like well why isn't the extra credit like more of like god's word you know like why isn't it more like understanding the concept and everything and so that's how we created uh, sort of with their their feedback and perspective we created that and okay. i thought that was kind of cool and so it's like taking the bible verse and like just blowing that out and fully trying to fully understand that rather than sort of uh awana was always guilty or not guilty but always looked at as a rote memory program okay instead of like a full-on like small group discipleship kind of thing yeah which is where we wanted to take tnt so yeah, I always say it's really helpful. I'm sorry. Yeah, they were really helpful in building that for us. Yeah, you said rope, like uh, rope memory uh, program or whatever. Because uh, I, I, I will tell uh, my previous senior pastor, there was one moment where he brought up like, anybody know what Titus 3.5 says? And I rattled it off. He's uh -huh. like, he goes, how do you know that? I go, the only reason I know that is because of Awana. <laughs> like, yep. I did, there's no yeah. other reason for me to know Titus 3.5. Yeah. It's an incredible, I mean, I attribute my whole, like, theology uh -huh. from Awana, you know, uh -huh. the fact that I even know who God is and, okay. like, 
not just who who God is, but just like the basic fundamental Christian theology. Because today, sometimes kids don't even know basics of God. They, yeah. well, a, a God exists, but they make him into something else rather than like, no, this is who God is. And, yeah. and so if something happens in your life, you're like, well, I know God. I know, you know, when some people says God would never do that, it's like, well, you don't really know who he is. So yeah. how would you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. Did you, so did you accept Christ through Awana or like, did it kind of, was it sideline, like sideswiping Awana? Cause you just made that comment. So I was curious. Yeah. Um, I put my faith in Christ at a young age. Yeah. Um, my mom kind of led me to Christ when I was really little and it's been a, you know, very lifelong pursuit of, yeah. of, uh, being a Christian after that, you know, never, never did everything perfectly. <laughs> what? It wasn't until like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it wasn't until like really uh, high school or college where it sort of came alive. Okay. In, for me, um, where I really truly dedicated. I remember in college, I really truly dedicated my life to Christ, um, especially in high school. And uh, I just had a, I had a tough time in high school, <laughs> to yeah. say the least, a really tough time and wanted to kind of like start over. And college was a great place for that. And I met some just, truly I, I saw christianity way i never saw before like people who just i mean i'm not saying people i grew up did who did enter my yeah, yeah. Did, whatever but just from a different perspective like people who just like loved jesus yeah. like they loved him and they wanted to obey him and, and follow him and it just was like intoxicating okay when you see somebody who is a real like uh or just a real believer and they believe it and they live it, you know, it's like, it's attractive, you know? Yeah. And so that, that was sort of accepting on my trajectory in that regard. Yeah. It's almost like a light or a city on a hill or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I know. Right. <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, how, how did you, you may have already answered this, but how did you work to make sure you were effectively equipping churches through Awana? Like how, how did you ensure like we actually are doing this? Yeah, no, that's a good question. And that was always difficult uh, to be honest. It was difficult to do uh, just because churches are so different. Um, you have a big mega church and you might have, you know, you have a church. I went to one that had like four game circles running at the same time, just for TNT. You know, Jeez. and then there's one that, you know, meets in a in a downtown rented facility with nothing, yep. you know. And so uh, missionaries were a big thing, okay. uh, big feedback. Uh, they okay. were huge and instrumental in giving us constructive feedback because they were with them all the time. Yep. And so we go to different, sometimes go to different missionaries and ask like, hey, what do you think of this? And they were actually instrumental in the altogether method. Because okay. uh, so Sparks was set up for sort of at your own pace. And so you'd have like some kids like just bulldozing through verses, you know, and then you have other kids that are still stuck at the at the flight 316, you know, like the entrance entrance thing. And they really helped us kind of think through how to kind of make it for everybody. And that's how TNT came to be um, from that feedback because they have one Bible verse that everyone does every week. 
but then there's like all of these other things that these other kids can do. Like we have like the gold extra credit is not easy. Yeah. Like it is not easy. It's a lot of verse of Bible verses. It's a lot of Bible, you know? So for those kids that are at a high level and they can memorize, like you cannot believe that's their stuff there for them. Okay. And there's extra Bible study and it's more, but it's more of God's word. It's not just an extra thing. They do like an extracurricular thing that takes yeah. them out of the experience. And then for the kids who, they just the whole club just needs one Bible verse a week, then that's their thing too. Cool, man. So, but yeah, like I said, the missionaries were huge, huge in that regard. Yeah, I remember. So I was a Sparks leader back in my college days, and yeah, yeah. I just I, me and my college roommate for my freshman year, we were both leaders together, and we just kind of said, "Give us the." give us the problem children. Like we'll take them all. Like we'll take, we'll take all the energy. We'll, we'll cram oh, it. Wow. In, we'll cram yeah. it into one room and uh, we'll see how yeah. it goes. And so we did yeah. like, we would, we would regularly get a new one where it's like, Hey, do you guys mind taking another one? So we had about nine or 10 uh, crazy people in our uh, sparks uh-huh. group. And what we yeah. just did, um, cause that's, I, it was hard. You had to work with them to get them to do anything. So I, I totally agree with yeah. that. So what we would just do, we had a globe in the room and it always fascinated these like first graders that there was this like world globe in the room. So I was like, okay, guys, I will ask you a country and you have to find it, but everybody has to finish a verse first. And so like they would tear through one, they would come in, they'd be like, they were like helping each other. Like we all got to get it done. Like they were all helping each other. And then then we'd find countries on the globe and, and it was pretty wild uh, getting to be a part of that. Two of those guys, not because of that year, but two of those guys are now pastors. So it's pretty cool to watch uh, what God did with some of that. So, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, See, that's you, you never know, and that's that's the thing with working with kids is that they're small adults. <laughs> you know, they're small. If you think of them, we think of kids as like tiny, immature adults. Yeah, you know, you don't see them as like this like small person that doesn't have a lot of you know influence and they can't do anything and they have they're all they're both bundles of energy and you see them as you know what in a few short years they're going to remember you they're going to remember all of this and they're going to remember how you treated them they're going to remember they may not necessarily remember every bible verse but they're definitely going to remember how you made them feel yep and they're going to attach that to the church they're going to attach that to the gospel they're going to attach that to everything and to just like like you said, love and loving these kids. And one of the years, I, I uh, also served in Awana for a long, long time until we had a, moved and just recently. So that kind of messed up everything. But but I was a games director for a long time and uh, it, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it because you could take all these kids with all this energy and I just ran them. And <laughs> just, we had fun and excitement and and uh my hope was that later on in life that they would do something like that too or they'd yeah. want to come back and hey you don't want to get back to the church i want to stay you know yeah. yeah that's cool man so uh sounds like you loved your time at awana you got a lot of you got to learn storybook illustration and use your graphic design and all kinds of things um but uh awana did go through some harder a harder season and they had to make some tough choices could you walk us through kind of that season where they had to make some tough choices and 
as a result, uh, you had to move on because you're not you're not the only one that that has had to navigate that. Some people are walking through that in parachurch. Some people are walking through that in oh, church yeah. church season, church life. Um, how did you navigate that? Because you are still plugged into a church. You're still serving Jesus. How did you navigate that still keeping a co- positive focus on Jesus Christ and, and his church? Yeah, it's hard. You know, it's, um, you know, uh, Awana, during the pandemic, you know, a lot of church, they went through a whole year where church, it, you know, they didn't even, nobody met. Yep. You know, churches just, just opted out. And if you have somebody that, like any kind of product out there, if you have somebody that stopped using your product for an entire year and it, you didn't buy it, they didn't buy it at all, that definitely has an impact. Yes. And yeah, like reverberating impact, <laughs> not just this, no, not just like in the moment. Yeah. And, uh, it's not like the next year they're buying two of all of those things. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and, the organization at the time uh, was kind of refocusing and changing as well, like internally. And so it was a kind of a, a lot of upheaval, like yeah. just, just between the pandemic and uh, Awana focusing their efforts in other areas or uh, donorship or whatever it might be. Uh, it was kind of like everything was, nothing was stable. And so that was definitely difficult uh, to kind of see that trajectory. Uh, but at, you know what? It was the same kind of thing that I had mentioned previously about like God knows exactly where he wants you to be, you know? And it's always, uh, to answer your question more directly, don't ever keep take your eyes off Jesus. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Uh, and the ramifications of doing that, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to bear the weight of those consequences, mm-hmm. you know, of, of doing that. It's easy to do and it's easy to become a victim. It's easy to become like a, uh, bitter about things. Do I still have some, you know, deep seat or, uh, you know, do I have some hurt it's, or whatever still yeah. in there? Sure. You know, I yeah. mean, who wouldn't, I mean, I'm not, um, you know, it, it wasn't just, a job to me it was my life it was my you know ministry and at one point i was working in awana i served in awana this is my whole entire life was like linear like lined up entirely and it was pretty cool like just to, to do that and um but to see god sort of okay it's time to time to change and in that i see in in times like that you see god like i well, I saw God in a way I've never seen him before. Like when you actually, not literally, but when you <laughs> figuratively speaking, almost literally uh, see the raven come, yeah. see the ravens come with the bread. And you're like, yeah. wow. Like I literally had a raven just come and, you know, give me bread today. And uh, you got, I got to see God in a way that I never saw before. Because uh, I, uh, so in 2020, I was laid off. In all of 2021, for about 12 months, I didn't have a full-time job. And so I did my best freelancing. And, you know, I made, in all honesty, I made like half of what I made at Awana. Yeah. You know, and it was a, you know, it was just like a normal 
what most people make, you know, it wasn't anything super high or low or anything. It was just pretty average. Yeah. And, uh, at a, at a one, at a I just yeah, want to make sure I clarify yeah. that. Yeah. At a wanna, right. And so Karen, I, my wife and I were like, well, <laughs> we're just going to have to keep going here. And God provided all these, a lot of these, a lot of these other ministries, parachurch ministries as work for me. And I got to do things that I'd never had got to do there at a one. Actually, I take that back. Some of the things I got to do uh, at the end of Awana, because I was training myself on animation, and because uh, I wanted, well, I did all these characters, and the next natural, the natural step after that would be to learn how to animate. So I self-taught myself doing that, and so, and that's kind of was a history through my whole entire career. There it was like self-teaching, <laughs> self-teaching, you know. And, I would, uh, I would say that's heavily. That, that may be a lesson for ministry. Is just you. You can get mentors like you had the big idea. People come in and you ask questions. So in a, at least for a short season, they were kind of mentoring you on how to think through some of those things. But so when they're available, ask a lot of questions. But it is right. a lot of self teaching yep. in ministry. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And it, it it absolutely is. And so that whole year of 2021, I never want to go back to it again. <laughs> but it was one of the most important years of my life okay. absolutely most important years of my life because i got to see god just like you're gonna sit right here and you're gonna watch me work mm. like you really you don't like there was a m whole month where i had no job prospects i had no freelance money coming in i had absolutely nothing and i was like i don't know what's going on here and god's like watch me work Mm -hmm. and sure enough like it always came at the right times whatever money came in or stimulus checks or whatever whatever that stuff you yeah. know it was just a conglomeration of god's provision and so <clears throat> just to kind of answer your question uh a little bit better it's to and i never stopped walking with the lord like i literally almost literally because i would go on these prayer walks uh, in my neighborhood and i like i don't know why i called them my crazy cards like <laughs> i i had an index card um of just psalms that i would okay. take on my mm -hmm. walk and i would just go one after another and it was just like sad and on my soul like the lord is my shepherd i shall not want you know and there's all of these uh, verses that God's promising and he's promising, and he's promising, uh, me, you know, all of these things. And, uh, so that, that's how that year went. And so I, he kind of drew me closer to himself and there's things he wanted to kind of burn out of me too. Yeah. You know, like you're at a organization for so long, um, you know, it's time for change too. And, and so God was like, I need you to, on this trajectory, not just um, uh, work wise, but also spiritually, you know? And yeah. so there's some work I want to do in you. You just stay put and don't move. <laughs> you know? So I had a uh, previous senior pastor that used to say, the storms are there to keep you, like God uses the storms to keep you close to him. Like he, so we all walk through storms in life, but he, yeah, he yep, uses absolutely. them. Absolutely. Yeah, you just described that for sure. Yeah. So you did. You have gotten to illustrate some other books. Uh, what can you give us the title or something? Because there may be people that are like, "Oh man, I'd be curious about something like that." Uh, 
Can you give us some of those that they could go find? I'm sure they're like out there on Amazon or something like that, but. You know, I, yeah, I have done some, uh, some for uh, church, uh, some for church ministries. Yeah. Uh, you can find a few. There was a uh, children's book series. I think you can find on Amazon. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't checked in a long time. <laughs> if it, yeah. If it's there, but, uh, I'll, I'll put the link in if it's there. Yeah. yeah. It's called a uh, handy dandy. Okay. Uh, it was a gentleman that uh, worked at Moody actually okay. who reached out to me and uh, asked me to help them, um, help him with, uh, I think two or three books of his. Okay. And so that was kind of cool. Um, I would also work with a, there was a large church that I worked with, um, on, uh, some books they had, it was more internally, but you, okay. I don't think you could find them on Amazon now. But okay. Yeah. There's, um, didn't you, uh, didn't you have like friends. a, didn't you have a friend that you illustrated for? Am I remembering that correctly? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's not a, uh, it wasn't a Bible story. Okay. Okay. Um, well, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, my friend, Ben Calhoun. Yeah. He's a, a of the, from the, the band citizen way. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they had some pretty couple of years ago. He had uh, like bulletproof was the number one okay. song on the radio. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, just a, that, man <laughs> is one of the most amazing god-fearing men i've ever met awesome i mean he is a warrior for for jesus i mean he drips jesus through and through i mean he's cool. what, what he's how he's trained his children and his family and how he's oriented his life is an inspiration uh, to me as well and so he he uh, wrote the song called Savannah's Pajamas. Okay. And uh, I don't I don't know if you can find that yet on Amazon. I know he's working that direction, but okay. he was uh, he was selling it a lot in uh, uh, bookstores down in Tennessee. Okay. I know he was doing that, but so this is something he's gonna he's gonna want to continue doing as well. But uh, yeah, the, it was a cute story about uh, his daughter not finding uh the the right pajamas to wear and uh uh just him staying up all night until she finds one it's just <laughs> all of these it's just kind of crazy amounts of uh uh pajamas and stuff but yeah that was a fun one to make and that was uh that was good awesome um let's see do you have any other current projects that you're working on yeah, um, I well, I've been freelancing for uh, well, I got a government job now. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, but that that was another thing. It was like, well, all right, well, I guess we're doing this. Lord yeah. is like, I need you here. And at first, I was like, why am I here at the government? You know, <laughs> like what is going on? <laughs> I was at ministry. I had this like huge sort of spiritually awakening in 2020, and now I'm working for a government. You know, I was like what is happening? <laughs> So I remember sitting there the first day of my job going like, did I mess up here? And did I screw up God's plan or something? <laughs> you know? But uh, he's like, no, no. And it's been uh, about it. It's been almost two years. And I, I can see how God is like, all right, yeah, I can, you can sort of see God's ideas and plans in motion. Huh. But during that time, I've been able to freelance still. And uh, there is a company that I've been working for since uh, December. And uh, this is why this, when I get to the 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 prod this my own project, this is why <laughs> things have been tough to get to it. But 
it's uh salem church media i think i think that's okay. still their name uh they do a lot of like uh object lesson videos okay and so for a while i was for about six months i was doing uh, object lesson videos for them and so i'd illustrate and then animate them at the same time so they would send me the voiceover and i would animate like uh, one and a half minute long you know uh things and so that was really cool to be able to continue doing that and we're still doing that now uh, although i've taken more of a uh illustration role uh, doing that as well and there's a few other um uh companies i'm still working with like yeah. uh, go curriculum they I, mm -hmm. I did a vbs thing for them in okay. 2021 and really great people in fact he uh the gentleman who owns that uh was my uh he ran the um dorm i was in okay <laughs> in, coll right. in college for a brief and we're like we did this like you know the spider-man meme we're like yeah yeah hey, that, like, hey wait a hey, minute you're yeah. joel you're david yeah. like what so it's kind of cool we know each but, other <laughs> yeah yeah so they've been great to work with so i still awesome. get to do i still get to do uh some work there but uh, as far as a freelance freelance level yeah as far as personal projects i know we we've gone back and forth on this too uh yeah. i had worked with a partner in Awana and we wanted to make i really have this this, this passion for the uh getting i want to get the bible to kids i don't obviously just give them a bible but you know I mean, like that's the best way to do it but um i want something that's like accessible and just engaging and, and fun and so like what can i do i was yeah. kind of, i was I, I would think through what can I do with the gifts that God has given me to bless the church to continue? Like, cause we're not going to be here forever, you know? Yeah. And what am I going to leave behind instead of just a book or whatever? Like, and that's an impact on the kingdom. Like I just want an impact on the kingdom. I just want to get to heaven someday. And God's like, you did great. You know, this is <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even asking for like the well done, good, faithful servant. You know, I'm just like, just, <laughs> Let me go into the, you know, no, I just, he's a, but, um, you don't have to be the five yeah. talents guy. You're fine with being the two. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. And, um, right. Yeah. And so this, uh, this project, uh, I really wanted to be, uh, we had a, uh, I had, I had a partner that we kind of got together and created LLC and they, um, we just, since uh, disbanded that just because it's been a while since we've been at Awana. But so I still have all this project uh, to work on and I'm really excited to kind of, like we had talked earlier before, before we got started is uh, planning a little better. Yeah. <laughs> Getting around the margins of uh, the time I, I do have. And it's a comic devotional uh, book that uh, we wanted to make. <clears throat> and so I was really excited about doing that all the, I, th I think uh, you're onto something, man. Just so you know, like, yeah. I think when people even hear that you're trying to do a comic devotional, uh, I think they're going to be like, hey, when can I buy this for my kid? Like, I do yep. think, yep. I think this is uh -huh. a niche that you, you are landing really well on. Um, so I, yeah. just feedback for me personally, that. I think it's a thing. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I showed it to a former pastor of mine and he was pretty excited about it. Yeah. It had stalled for a long time. Yeah. Uh, just the stalled and, uh, but now that I have full ownership of it, um, uh, nothing bad happened between us. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, just time stuff. Just, yeah, time. Yeah. Um, 
but uh now that i have it all it's i'm excited to finally kind of plan it and get it out there to the world so that's something i'd like to that's my heart passion and that's something i want to kind of keep doing yeah when when i'm gonna say when you get this released uh i'll definitely have you back on to talk about it because sure i'm i'm also excited about the project i i can't wait for you to be able to show the world uh the project so absolutely what um what are one or two books that you have in uh just impacted your life doesn't have to be ministry if it is ministry or church focus that's fine but just a couple books that maybe have impacted your leadership your cartooning, sketching, your creativity, whatever it may be. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Um, the one book that came to mind was Extreme Ownership. Okay. By Jocko Wilnick. Yep. Yeah, I have it yeah, on my odd, shelf. It's yeah, on my shelf somewhere, an, yeah. Yeah, which is an odd, which is an odd book to, to mention, but I, I gravitated toward it because it's, you can't, what what I got from that is you cannot blame anybody else <laughs> for really. I mean, you have, if you extreme, owner, extreme ownership demands that if I don't get this done, it's because of, you know, I can't perpetuate this continuation of constant, like kind of what you, what, what do they say? Uh, if you keep, doing what you're doing you keep getting what you're getting yeah (laughs) you know and uh i have to to remember that and uh, especially with getting a project done (laughs) you know it's like it's not gonna get it's not gonna get itself done and or whatever it is in your life um and that comes back to like the spiritual life too is that i'm i want to take responsibility for my relationship with the lord you know and if it's not i mean the Bible's pretty clear with that too. It's like, draw near, near to me and I'll draw near to you. And if I'm waiting for God to always draw near to me, it's like, well, that's not how it works. You know, if yeah. I take ownership of that, then I will change my behavior and the outcome will, will change. It'll it's be a, different. Yeah. It's amazing when you're looking for God to do something, how you see God doing things like, uh, and when you're yeah. not looking, you can't yeah. find it. It's, it's very, uh-huh. uh, so we have, we even have a phrase on our church staff where we say if you're not seeing God working, you're not paying attention uh, because He always is. So yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That is very true. That any, is very true. Any other books, or is that that the focal one? Well, I mean, I've I've been actually going through. That's um, more of a devotional book, but it's yeah. it's not new. But it's the it's just an experiencing God uh-huh. like. 365 devotional it's like that big you know yeah and it's been rocking my world yeah so like i'll do that yep i'll take <laughs> pictures of it and send it to people I'm like oh my gosh this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like this is blowing my mind so that's that's i'm going through that right now cool that's a good one um and then uh do you have a moment of encouragement. So our three focuses are to uh, educate those thinking about jumping in, equipping those that are in, and then encouraging those that are thinking about jumping out before they get to their finish line. And I, I mean, we've heard your story. You weren't at your finish line, uh, even though God navigated you through all of that. Uh, but you found ways to stay involved and keep going. Do you have a word of encouragement for those that might be navigating that difficult season even right now? 
man, that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a big question. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's hard when you want to, when somebody's burnt out and they're, they just don't have it anymore to tell them to keep going is not, is not an easy thing to say. It's um, not so much like to keep going. It's to keep focusing mm-hmm. on Christ and allow him to and listen to him. I have to remember that this kingdom isn't going to operate on my shoulders, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's not going to be um, like, it's still going to be here after I'm gone, <laughs> you know, and it was still going before I came here. Mm-hmm. And it's big and uh, to listen to the Holy Spirit of what he wants you to be doing and, and when, mm-hmm. because it definitely feels like, I got put into the game for a long time and then it feels like, all right, now I want you out of there and I want you over here, you know, but that transition was really tough. Um, and I think it's in the transition uh, where we can think I'm, I'm done. Cause I've, I've seen that happen. I've seen that for people to sort of put their hands up. be like, I'm just done entirely. Mm-hmm. What's the alternative? Mm-hmm. Honestly, you know, it's just like what the, it's exactly what the, the disciples said. It's like, he, Jesus said a bunch of crazy stuff that no one liked and everyone left and he's looking around and he's like, are you going to go too? And they're like, more to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. John like, six have nowhere else to go. And so so my encouragement is to like the alternative. There's not, there's nothing better than Jesus. I mean, he is, I tell my kids, um, let's have a more higher exalted view of the Lord. You know, like he is the most interesting, most creative, most perfect, talented being in all of the universe. You know, I have like, you have to remember that he's not just a, he's not a vending machine. He's not a, um, just somebody helps me get through a struggle. He is the supreme being on the universe and and beyond you know and he wants us to be with him and when you're with him you're changed Mm. and when he it's like (laughs) being in the presence of great power the power changes you you don't change the the power and to walk away from that into something that is really meant like the world for example or the flesh or just just anonymity or whatever is not going to lead anywhere good. It's going to lead to more chaos, more confusion. At at least at, at best, it's going to be chaos confusion, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it's like, or I mean, I don't. And and just to see uh, people, you know, it's not easy. And, and I know the, there's a real enemy we have, and he wants you to be out of of play, you know, in any way he can possibly can. So that's that's really, I guess, what I would say is just um, take one day at a time, you know, uh, spend a lot of time with the Lord. And if there's a hard, difficult season, that's just tough. I mean, we had just recently had lost somebody in our family. You know, we just recently had a lot of things just just kind of like crazy stuff happen. And to always keep your just remember that. Just remember that, you know, God is, I know we say God is bigger than your circumstances, but that's, it's true. You know, yeah. there's some things that 
old cliches or whatever we say are still true, you know, and, and uh, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. See, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Can't control that one. That was awesome. <laughs> it was almost on cue. You put that in the front of the podcast. <laughs> just it's falling off. Exactly. Like, exactly. Blooper reel. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, let me make sure I'm still recording. Yeah, I am. Okay. That has happened before, and it turned off my recording, and I didn't realize it. Oh, <laughs> so no. We had to do it another day to finish it up. Anyway. Yeah. Um, you. So I can edit this part out if we need to, but I do want to ask this question. Sure. How did your spouse encourage you as you navigated that difficult season? Oh man. Um, Kara is one of the most amazing people I've ever known. I mean, she is steady and consistent. And uh, I mean, she, I was like going up and down, like I'm the artist, you know, I'm like the emotional person that's like, you know, like what's going to happen, you know, like, and she's just like, just steady. And she's like, God's going to take care of us. He's just going to take care of us and he's going to provide. And she just had faith and he did. Like I was the one that was like, you know, and she was like, steady and if i could go back and do it all over again i would have more of her i was the one to wake up in this in like a cold sweat and like wondering where money's going to come from and she's just like faith just rock solid faith and consistency and uh now i understand like what the bible says about perseverance mm. you know i never really thought about perseverance as a kid you know you're just like hey i'm just uh gonna love jesus and go to church and then when life you get this like life experience of just hard, <laughs> you know, it's like one hard thing after another things that make you question things. Um, you go back to per- perseverance and being consistent and you find out what you really believe. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's, cause I had a moment. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Say your moment. I can say my well, thing later. I was on a walk one day and I, I came to the moment. I, I don't know if it was just like the point of all of this or what. I feel like the Holy Spirit was speaking to me saying, you don't trust me. Mm. That's the problem. Like you don't trust me. You don't, but your faith in me is weak, you know? Mm. And it was that moment where I was like, I had to repent, you know, it was like, Oh, I guess I'm a big believer in repentance. Cause like, just like the, with the, uh, the book extreme ownership, I think that those same two things go hand in hand. It's like I had to turn away from my faithlessness, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's really coming back to the Blackaby thing. I read one of those the other day. I was like, Oh, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that is the thing is uh, I'm not saying anybody who's struggling right now has faithless or is faithless. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that for me, that was true for, for my situation. I, and, I, I do yeah. say it this way, just to, since you went there, um, is that sometimes faith is all you have and you're clinging to the little yeah. bit you have left. And really, I think the cool encouragement there is that uh, the Holy Spirit met you in the little bit of faith you had left and went, hey, 
this can grow and it needs to grow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because at the time he said that, you know, everything in my world was shaking mm-hmm. and nothing was stable. And it was, I would, we don't, we just don't realize how much we cling to security things that are secure. Yeah. You know, I work at a, like I have a government job. That's like the most secure job ever. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's never going to go away. You know, parks are always going to be there. Yeah. And, uh, and so at the time I didn't realize how much I gravitated toward the security of my job, security of where we lived, you know, like all of that was enough people uh, at, at one point and <clears throat> God was like tremoring everything going and showing me like when everything fails, I am, we hear this all the time at church, like when everything fails, God is always there. Like I actually experienced that firsthand, you know, I was like, everything is like do i believe this or not i don't know if i really did fully but now i do (laughs) you know i'm like when everything is gone it's and god is the only thing that remains am i still going to follow him am i still going to trust him and uh yeah it's it's, yeah well i'm glad you have the the wife that you have to help you navigate that season (laughs) yeah Yeah, i sure do (laughs) Well, cool, man. I, I, uh, I'm so glad that you were on here. Any last words or anything for us? Um, for people who are struggling with, should I move on? Should I just give it all up? Should I, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's complicated because sometimes God does take us out of ministry. Sometimes he does like that's, I, I never want to tell someone that you know um like he did for me but then he put me back in it in a different way so Mm -hmm. um it's to just kind of like let go and and just focus on on the lord and be like i may not think whatever i had thought may not be completely accurate Mm -hmm. you know how my life was going to go or how i think it was going to go but lord help me see it from your perspective Mm. And help me see it from an eternal perspective. Yeah, that's good, man. Because, like I said, I we have a family member that um, just in seven months was gone. And we're all just, that's it. You know, that's the only time he had. And, uh, and like, thinking of it from that eternal perspective, eternal perspective, it's like, however much time I have left on this earth is not very long. And to like what the Bible says, Lord, help me to number my days. Mm-hmm. So I may have a heart of wisdom and I'm not going to live forever. And Lord, help me do that. Yeah, man. I definitely have some of that. We've talked about this previously, but I, I'm living in that world too. Part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to capture, I want to capture people's stories and encourage others with it and, and equip other people with it. and. Uh, help people get a little bit of mentoring in ministry that isn't always readily available. Uh, and so, Absolutely. yeah, man. Right. Well, cool. Thank you so much for being here today, Joel. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. See you, man. Don't you just love that guy's heart? Like, there's a reason uh, God just connects me with people. I understand some of what he was talking about with just walking through a rough season. I've, been, I've talked a little bit about mine, uh, but he just kept going. 
He just kept taking steps. He kept staying focused on Jesus, focused on God, spending time with God, and God brought him through. And thank goodness for uh, having a spouse like he did to just help him navigate and stay rock steady through that crazy, turbulent storm. I'm so glad he has Kara in his life, uh, navigating all of that with him. If you do me a favor, like, subscribe, do all the things uh, where you can get just updated information, uh, whether it's through social media, whether it's um, in the different aspects, it does help all of those engagement. Any engagement that you give does help get the word out about so you want to be in ministry. So I look forward to having you engage in that way. And we will jump in next time. Uh, we still got several more episodes through this year. It's been a fun year in this podcast and launching it. I've had a lot of fun conversations and I'm looking forward to uh, finishing out 2023 really strong. I'll see you then.